intended to deter other nations from using weapons of mass destruction. For example, Taiwan expects U.S. support in the face of any cross-strait aggression. Australia is nuclear-capable and is less vulnerable to Chinese aggression, but it is a long-time U.S. ally and also relies on Washington. In the Middle East, Turkey, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia demand, to some degree, that the United States continue offering military assistance and tempering Iran's nuclear ambitions. Unfortunately, the cost of honoring these many commitments outweighs the benefits. The United States may have to maintain an ever-increasing and diversifying store of nukes and weapons. Even conventional commitments significantly add to the United States' defense burden. South Korea possesses an economy 40 times the size of North Korea's, and a population that is two times as big. Yet it expects a perpetual U.S. troop presence. So does Japan. The Middle Eastern nations presume permanent U.S. military involvements in their region. In this regard, U.S. armed forces are configured more for the projection of power to protect allies, which is extraordinarily expensive, than to deter attacks upon its homeland and protect its direct interests. Reducing unnecessary commitments would allow a significant downsizing of the military, such as radically cutting back the army, closing a number of foreign bases, and trimming other defense services. It is possible that a less interventionist approach could ultimately save at least one-fourth of planned U.S. military spending, which would be about $150 billion of this year's $600 billion-plus in military outlays. But the biggest cost is the human one, since maintaining the nuclear umbrella increases the risk of conflict. Hypothetically, if Washington were to aid any of these states in the face of a nuclear attack, it would expose itself to a retaliatory attack on U.S. soil, which would put the lives of thousands if not millions of its own citizens in jeopardy for modest or even minimal gains. Without a Cold War, The Republic of Korea is not particularly important to U.S. security. Moreover, Seoul, which is the world's 13th largest economy, is capable of defending itself. It could also field a much larger conventional force, and South Korean experts have boasted that the country has the capability to produce a nuclear weapon in less than two years. Moreover, many of the risks that Washington's help is meant to fend off are fanciful. No one could really imagine a Chinese armada sailing into Tokyo Bay. And even if war did arise between Japan and China over the Senkaku, Dayu Islands, it is unlikely that Washington would actually use nukes against China for such low stakes. The question of whether nuclear defense alliances are necessary begs another. Do they even work? Historically, Deterrence often fails. Both world wars featured defensive alliances that failed to prevent conflict. Instead, the military pacts expanded the conflicts. One possible solution is to replace the nuclear umbrella with friendly proliferation. The United States could allow its Asian allies, Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan, to develop their own deterrence against China and North Korea. If conflict emerged, the United States would not automatically be dragged into war. Washington could reconfigure its military for its own defense, rather than overstretch itself by providing offense for every one of its allies across the globe.
To be sure, even friendly proliferation would have negative consequences. But they are not as alarming as commonly thought. Permitting South Korea and Japan to build nuclear weapons would undermine the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. But in reality, so has Israel's possession of nuclear weapons, Washington's acceptance of India as a nuclear power, and allied negotiation with Iran to forestall its development of nuclear weapons. Non-proliferation policy has always been tempered by changing circumstances. Washington should allow the same in Northeast Asia. Proliferation could also accelerate the regional arms race, particularly given that there is currently no known limit to North Korea's nuclear ambitions. China might also speed up improvements to its nuclear program in response, but it would be difficult, if not impossible, for such efforts to overcome the capabilities of U.S. allies. Missiles from just one Japanese submarine?